Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Right, we're going to continue uh, today the second part of the dangers of being wrongly influenced. The dangers of being wrongly influenced. If you recall last Sunday, I gave part one and I spoke on it and I spoke on this subject. And um, I'm just going to quickly reiterate some of the things that I have uh, taught last Sunday. I'm not going to go deep into them, just a quick uh, recap. And if you're interested, you can go to the cloud and get the the full uh, teaching on the subject. And first of all, let me explain once again and give you the definition of influence. Is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone. That is the definition of the word influence. And we're going to speak about the dangers of being wrongly influenced. All of us, from time to time, we are susceptible of being wrongly influenced regardless of how mature we are in the Lord or regardless of how long we have been walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. The danger is always there to be influenced in the wrong way. And it is for this reason that I have decided to do this teaching. And hopefully we can be aware of the dangers of being wrongly influenced in order to help minimize or rather help eliminate altogether their impact in our own walk with the Lord. The Word of God declares that children of God are to be influenced and governed only by the interests, the principles, and the values of the kingdom of God. For this reason, our Lord Jesus Christ sent the person of the Holy Spirit to be the guiding force in our lives, in our behavior, in our thinking, in our speech, and of course, in our decision-making. And um, he desires that the only person that influences in our attitudes and in our lives from day to day is the person of the Holy Spirit. And I've mentioned last Sunday some of the wrong influences that uh, can and do so often uh, influence us to make decisions, to say the wrong thing, uh, in our lives. And, and one of the first ones that I have mentioned, it is wrong perceptions. Wrong perceptions can easily influence a person to make the wrong decision, to go the wrong way because of the way he or she understands or perceives things based on the physical senses. Because perception, the definition of perception is the ability to see, hear, and become aware of something through the senses. 
It is for this reason that we ought to bring our way of thinking, our perception, the way we see things under the light of the Word of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We should often pray and ask the Lord to help us see things, see people, see situations the way He sees them and understand them the way He understands them. So that's why when we're faced with complex situations, relational issues, going through various tests and trials, I often ask the Holy Spirit to help me see the situation the way He sees it. Because if I see it the way He sees it, then I know I have the victory. Then I know the outcome of that situation. Because we have a one-dimensional uh, perception, but the Lord has a multi-dimensional uh, uh, perception. He sees everything from every angle, and it is from above. Very important. The second uh, wrong influence that I mentioned is mindsets, wrong way of thinking. And these mindsets are built into us or developed through our upbringing, through our education, through the culture that we grew up, etc., etc. The definition of the word mindset is a set of beliefs that shape how we make sense of the world and ourselves. It influences how we think, how we feel, and how we behave. That is why it's so important that our minds are constantly renewed by the Word and by the Spirit of God, constantly, daily. Amen? The Word of God teaches us that we are not to be conformed to this world or to the pattern of this world, but we are to be transformed, how? By the renewing of our minds. That way, the Word says we can prove that which is good, that which is acceptable, and perfect will of God. Another wrong influence is external pressures. So often we are pressurized by various circumstances that we see around us, and they can place upon us tremendous pressure to make the wrong choices or to make the wrong decision or to go the wrong way. And last Sunday I mentioned to you when Zimbabwe received independence in 1980, the fear, the atmosphere was charged with fear and anxiety and uh, the white people were, were just mass exodus from the country. And uh, during that time, my wife was also influenced and there was pressure to make a decision to move. But when I sought the Lord, I heard from him and uh, thank God I made the right decision to stay. And what a blessed decision that was. Another wrong influence is the desires of the soul. And so often Christians confuse their desires or the soulish desires from the spiritual desires. The Bible says that the Lord will give us the desires of our heart. But uh, above that sentence, it also says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, 
he will give us the desires of our heart. So it's very difficult to distinguish and to separate the desires that are from our own soul and the desires from the Spirit of God, the ones that God puts into our spirit uh, and, and leads us through those godly desires. And the only agent, the Bible says, that can separate or discern between soul and spirit is the word of God. And we read that Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. So when you are not sure whether the desire you have in your heart is from the soul or the spirit, double up on the reading of your word. Read and meditate the word regularly and the word will pierce, will divide and will separate the soul from the spirit. Another wrong influence that is also very deceptive is when we have idols in our lives, idols in our hearts. Hidden idols is anything that we value, we respect, we fear more than the Lord. We can make an idol of anything. You can make money an idol, possessions an idol, uh, your spouse an idol, uh, a relationship an idol. And it is, it is, it is dangerous when we value or respect something or someone more than we respect the Lord. And so often prophetic words have been given to people and, um, and, and they were not true, they were not correct. The prophet picked up a desire, a soulish desire in the person because the Lord says, if you have an idol in your heart and you stand before the prophet or before me and you're wanting a word, I'm going to speak to you according to the idols in your heart. So we need to search our hearts regularly. Like uh, David prayed in Psalm 139, he said, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way and lead me in the way everlasting. What a spiritual and what a, uh, and what a powerful prayer for us to pray regularly. Another one, religious traditions. Religious and cultural traditions, contrary to scripture, can exert a major influence on our lives. Jesus said to the Pharisees of the day, because of your traditions, you make the word of God of none effect. There are traditions, the church that I grew up in, the Orthodox Church, have many traditions which are unscriptural, and those traditions can pollute our faith and influence us in the wrong way. That is what we talked about last Sunday. Let me continue. Another strong influence in our lives is fear and intimidation when we allow it to have uh, entrance into our, our minds. Spirits of fear, spirits of intimidation are powerful forces that exercise or would like to exercise unauthorized influence over us if we allow them. So it is very important to understand and remember, never make decisions based on fear. Never. Stand back, talk to God about it, rebuke, reject that spirit of fear, and allow the Holy Spirit to bring you into a place of rest and peace before you make a decision. So let your decisions and actions be based 
upon faith and trust in the word of God. I go that way. I decide that way because the word says so. Amen. Even if you don't feel like it, never give in to fear because the more you give in to fear, the bigger it gets. But if you stand against it, the word says God has not given us the spirit of fear. It doesn't come from above. It comes from beneath. So anything that does not come from above does not belong to you as a child of God. And we ought to resist it. Amen. God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. Here's another one. Opinions of other people. So many, even believers, live, act, decide based on the opinions of what people will say. That's a very dangerous uh, uh, situation to be in. Never, never consider the opinions of people. Consider the opinions of the one who called you, who redeemed you, who sanctified you, and anointed you to walk by faith. That's the opinion that you should value more than anyone else. Of course, we value the opinions of the people we look up to, our pastors, our elders, and people we trust, yes. But we also need to check those opinions with the Word of God. What does the Word say? I want to walk before God, and what interests me is what God thinks of me and of these decisions that I make. Amen. So often, uh, when, I was, when I was pastoring the church, I would um, weigh my decisions and I would say, how will this affect the congregation if I make this decision? How will it impact them? And we need to consider that. What will God say, first of all? So we need to um, take into account that. Here is a big one also, particularly when it comes to young people, young women and young men. Unauthorized relationships exert a major, major influence in our lives. In other words, relationships that are not of the Lord. They have not been sent by God but sent by the enemy with one purpose, to distract you, to sidetrack you, and to take you away from the presence of God and from the will of God. That is why 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. There we go. Sorry, Natasha, go ahead. Read that for us, please. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Amen. And I've seen over the years, 40 years of ministry, uh, I've seen a number of young women and young men get into the wrong relationship, thinking that, well, I'm going to convert him, or I'm going to convert her, or I'm going to bring her to church. And no, no, it doesn't work. And I've seen them go down the wrong path because of a relationship that was not of God. Young men, young women, I'm addressing you and be very, very careful. Don't even consider it. It's not worth your soul. It's not worth it. Stay away from 
unauthorized relationships. So these are the, 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 some of the wrong influences. These are not all, but some of the main ones. And such kind of influences can lead us in making wrong decisions, which ultimately will take us out of the will of God on a path which the Lord has not chosen for us. So being outside of the prescribed will of God for every season in our lives places us in a very vulnerable situation in which the devil will take advantage because we are giving him access into our affairs, into the affairs of our lives. And remember, he has no mercy. Amen? So consider the, consider these wrong influences. Let me give you some of the results, some of the destructive results of these wrong influences. First of all, our growth and spiritual development will be stunned. We're not going to grow. We're going to remain stagnant and worst case, backslide. No matter how much we pray, no matter how much we study the word, no matter how much we listen to sermons, unless we get rid of these wrong influences, we will remain stagnant. We will regress rather than progress. So your growth will not be uh, visible. You will not grow. Also, as I mentioned, it, uh, it leads us to unwise decisions when you wrongly influence. In other words, we're not influenced or governed by the Spirit of God. Thirdly, it minimizes our potential. It minimizes your potential in every sphere of life. Fourth, it silences our dreams of the Lord. The dreams that God has given us or he has for us, they will be silent. They will not speak. They will not uh, manifest in our lives. They will die. Fifth, destruction and even premature death. It's possible. And this is, uh, this is one of the things the Lord ministered to me. He said, only people that are truly free can impart freedom to others. We cannot give what we do not have. Would you agree with that? Amen. Some examples from the Old Testament. Remember King Saul? He was anointed. In the beginning, when he was anointed as king, he was a humble man. But later on, pride got hold of him. And King Saul began to be influenced by the opinions of the people he led. He feared the people. And one given uh, uh, situation, the prophet Samuel told him not to sacrifice before he goes into battle, but to wait for him specifically. He got impatient. He looked at the people, the pressure that was placed upon him, and he sacrificed. He disobeyed the word of the Lord. As a result, he lost the kingdom. What about King Uzziah? This, this king uh, did great and mighty things with the help of the Lord because he constantly sought the Lord 
and God blessed him and prospered him. And whatever he set his hand to, the Lord prospered. Then he became, when he, when he was so strong and famous, pride got hold of him and he lifted himself up before God and he went into the temple and did what alone the priests were commissioned to do. And right there and then, he became leprous. And the Bible says he died in his leprous state. You see, pride influenced him. Uh, and it's, that, is, that, that is very dangerous, folks. And we need to check ourselves and check our hearts. What about Solomon? The wisest man before Jesus, the Bible says. In his young life, he pursued the Lord. He sought for wisdom, knowledge, understanding. In his latter days, he, 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 he sought women. The Bible says he had 700 wives. Imagine that. And wrong relationships, wrong influence took his heart away from the Lord. And as a result, his kingdom was torn. One in the New Testament. Remember Demas? Paul talks about him a couple of times. In one of his epistles to Timothy, he says, Come quickly, Timothy, I need you, because Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and departed to Thessalonica. What influenced Demas? The pull of the world, the spirit of this age. Do not underestimate it. He was influenced by the spirit of this world because uh, the word says he loved this present world. I don't know what he loved about it, but he loved this present world. And as a result, he forsook Paul, he forsook Christ, he forsook the gospel, and he went his way. We don't know what happened to him, whether he repented. The Bible doesn't say so. Now, in conclusion, I want to share with you and now word that I received from the Lord a few days ago in regard to the days and to the seasons we are living in. The Bible talks about 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that in the last days perilous times will come. The word perilous means dangerous. The Amplified Translation says days that are difficult to bear and difficult to deal with. And we are in the middle of these days. And believe me, from what the Spirit showed me, worse days are ahead of us. The world is not going to get better. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Because of it, here is the word of the Lord. There are new dimensions of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding that is being released from the throne of God to the church for this season that we are called to rise up and begin to walk in this new dimensions of revelation knowledge of wisdom and spiritual understanding these dimensions i believe in the spirit it is for those who truly hunger and thirst for righteousness those who truly seek god with all of the hearts remember Jeremiah 29, the Lord said that if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. A diligent pursuit of the Lord's presence will 
bring us into this higher dimensions of the spirit and we begin to go where we have not been before we will do things by the spirit which we have not done before and we will speak of things i believe which are hidden deeply in the heart of god for this hour so this is the time to seek god earnestly to put him first to give him preeminence so to speak in order to be renewed in the spirit of our minds and to be clothed with strength by his spirit in our inner man so that we can walk in these dimensions of newness of life in the season that we are currently living in and the spirit gave me three areas that i must focus my teaching on he said prepare my people warn them equip them for the days we are headed into are perilous difficult to deal with hard to bear so adequate preparation is vitally important and these are the three main areas the lord spoke to me to focus my teaching on number one he said develop a strong spirit and invest in your intimacy with the person of the holy spirit just like we develop our physical being our physical body by doing certain exercises consistently you go to the gym how many of you go to the gym sometimes two three times a week and you go from one machine to the next you do certain exercises in order to build up and strengthen your physical man amen the same way with our spirits you are a new creation in christ you are a spirit being primarily there are certain spiritual disciplines that we need to engage in in order to build our inward man in order to clothe our inward man with spiritual strength it doesn't come by just ignoring these disciplines and most of you know what these disciplines are prayer the word of god fasting fellowship with the holy spirit all of these are spiritual disciplines that we must engage in in order to strengthen our spirit man because the the spirit the strong spirit of a man the bible says will sustain him in sickness in physical ailments what happens when you get attacked with some virus or with some sickness if your spirit is not strong enough you will cave under it you will panic fear will grip hold of you but if your spirit has been trained has been edified you will rise up in the power of the spirit and you will begin to push and resist these physical ailments maybe a financial crisis the strong spirit will help you navigate through any kind of trial any kind of problem or situation and then 
Developing our intimacy with the Holy Spirit is so vitally important. I'm going to read you a few words that I have heard from the Lord himself concerning the person of the Holy Spirit. And it is time we as a church give him the rightful place, the honorable place, the respect that he deserves in order for him to be able to minister to us and guide us into all truth. These are the words that I heard from the Spirit of God and I ministered uh, the same words this morning at our local church. This is what the Lord said to me. He said, the Holy Spirit must become the most important person in your life, the most honored, the most revered, and the most loved and obeyed. He is the Spirit of Christ in us. Jesus said to the disciples, I go to the Father, I will send him to you. Jesus is not on the earth. He's at the right hand of the Father, but he sent another just like him, his spirit, the comforter, the helper. And he said, he shall dwell with you and will be where? In you. He's in us. This wonderful person called the Holy Spirit. He must become our closest friend, the one we know the most, and the one we share with the most. Know what pleases, what displeases him. We must know what grieves him and what makes him happy. He's a person. He gets grieved and he can rejoice. He can speak. He leads. He guides. He prompts us. He empowers us and enables us to overcome. We need to become intimate with his presence, with his nature, experience his gentleness, his kindness. For the scripture says, Psalm 18:35, your gentleness has made me great. The Holy Spirit is the most gentle person you will ever meet. His leadership and his presence must be desired above all else, above comfort, above pleasure, above food and drink, above sleep, and above every other companion. We need to seek him. Jesus said, let him who thirst come unto me and drink. For he who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water, rivers of wisdom, rivers of knowledge, rivers of, of ability and, 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 and insight and solutions to every kind of problems. So fellowship with the Spirit must become an ever constant stream of strength, wisdom, knowledge, and encouragement. And the Lord said, when you give him such a place in your life, he will take you to places you have never been before. He will show you things you never knew and experience his tangible presence like you have never known before. He will introduce you to the fear of the Lord. He will give you a new language, a new way of thinking, and he will reveal the word of truth to you and he will show you things to come. 
He will not speak, Jesus said on his own authority. Whatever he hears, that he will speak. And when he speaks, he imparts wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to our spirit and to our mind. Because he is the spirit of truth. Amen. The more you fellowship with him, he said, the more you will know him. And the more you inquire of him, the more you will receive from him. The more you rely on him, the wiser you will become. And the more you look to him, the more radiant you will be. As it is written, now the Lord is the spirit. Second Corinthians 3:17 and 18. The Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. The second area that we must, I must focus my teaching on is on our relationships. Relationships carry a great value in the eyes of God, particularly strategic relationships that are meant to take us to our destination. Without these relationships, you will be limited and I believe unable to reach your full potential. You see, God works through human vessels. He comes to us through human vessels. And there are certain relationships that are strategically placed in our lives to equip, to help, to encourage, to comfort, to inspire, and to point us in the right direction. All relationships are important, particularly your family and those whom God has sent into your life. The Lord said, teach my people to invest in these relationships. Well, we need to invest time, fellowship, communication. Communication is the life of the relationship. We don't communicate, the relationship dies. Amen? It's important. And there is so much we can say about that, but we don't have time in this lesson. And number three, he said, tell my people, and I'm telling you, get out of debt as soon as possible and stay out of debt. Live within your means and get your finances in order. Learn to live by God's financial system, not the world's, but God's and financial principles. Renew your mind with God's ways when it comes to your financial welfare. Because the day is here that the financial systems of the world will not be able to help us, but will take from us. So have a plan. Ask God to give you a plan. How do I get out of wisdom, Lord? Give me wisdom. All things are possible with God. There's nothing impossible. But if you don't reach out for it, if you don't believe God for it, you won't receive anything. Because the law of the Bible is according to your faith, let it be done unto you. So these are the three main areas that the Lord instructed me to focus my teaching on. And I'm going to close it here today 
And I pray that these things will become truly life and light to us because these are the words of God, particularly what he said to me about uh, the Holy Spirit. Allow him, give him room, make space for him, inquire of him, talk to him regularly, daily, about everything, any situation. He will listen to you and he will give you wisdom. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your spirit and we thank you for the richness of your anointing that empowers us and enables us to understand what we hear. Thank you that you've anointed our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our heart to understand spiritual mysteries and truth. We give you praise and we decree and declare that the word which has gone forth today out of, your, out of my mouth, Lord, will not return unto you void, but will accomplish that which you please, and it will prosper in the thing whereto you send it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.